0: Of NewsBee Holland, and today we're continuing our interview coverage of the 2020 QUB SU elections. Today, I'm chatt- chatting to Aidan O'Boyle, who's running as a candidate for the role of SU president. Um, so, Aidan, why don't you start by just telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do at mm-hmm. Uni, and why you're running? Sure.
1: Um, so, yeah, my be is O'Boyle. I'm Um I'm a final year student uh, studying Irish here at Queens. Um, I'm 21 um, and I'm running uh, for Students Union President because I want to see real change within our union and our university. Um, I think the university system is broken. I think students um, feel particularly let down by the university um, in terms of um, all the issues I've outlined in my manifesto in terms of their mental health, in terms of language rights, um, in terms of environmental issues which we know are, are huge uh, globally today mm. um, and in terms of how much we are paying um, for our tuition here as well as obviously all the other hidden costs um, i'm basically i'm running to take the university to task on all of these issues um, i think there is a real appetite for change within the student populace and um, and i just want i want to be a strong uh, representative voice uh, for students and to make the wishes and the desires of students that have been shown over the last number of years um, to make them uh, a reality.
0: So in your manifesto, you highlight some real key issues Mm -hmm. for you. The first one that springs out is Irish language, right? Why don't you tell us a bit about that, why that's so important to you? Okay.
1: Um, Yeah, so as I mentioned, I I am a student of Irish, and I'm an Irish speaker, um, and this year in the Students' Union, um, I'm the Irish language officer. Last year, uh, it was an honor and a privilege really to be elected as the first ever um, Irish language officer. Um, as part of that campaign uh, to create that role within the union, uh, there had to be a student wide referendum, and 78% of students voted to create this post um, of an Irish language officer. Um, the Students feel underrepresented. Gaelic uh, Irish speakers feel underrepresented in Queens. There is an appetite for bilingualism within the university. The Students' Union Council um, voted a couple of years ago now to. Support uh, an Irish language act in the north, and um, in the form of bilingual signage. So a lot of uh, what I've been doing this year, um, in my role as Irish language officer, is um, alongside the Common Gaelic, the Irish Society in Queens, is promoting and continuing the campaign for bilingual signage. Um, you know, in the form of protests, in the form of meetings, you know, constant um, updates to you know everyone who's interested in the issue. Um, and I really what, what I want to say is if people vote for me for SU president I will get bilingual signage that is the top of my list of priorities is to get bilingual signage in the university over the last number of years through both the results in that referendum the turnout the turnout for um, the first ever Irish language officer election last year um, people have shown that there is a demand for this bilingualism within the university you know um, it used to be that uh, people would say that, uh, you know, no one speaks Irish, uh, wh- why do we need it? That's, that is simply not true. That is simply not true. Everyone uh, now running in these elections has to mention Irish or it has to, you know, the, 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 the question of bilingualism, the question of language rights comes up constantly to every candidate. And I think that in itself has shown the change that there has been um, over the last number of years, particularly in regard to language rights.
0: So you said that you want to create a new role of like a full-time SABB officer, mm-hmm. can you explain a little bit more about that?
1: So um, a sabbatical officer obviously is, um, there, there are six full-time roles in the union and um, basically I want to create another one um, I also feel that another hugely underrepresented group within the university are, are international students. We have mm-hmm. a huge number of international students within the university. There is a part-time international students role, it's voluntary and unpaid. Um, and that's fantastic, you know, people in that role have done great work. But I think um, to cater for, indeed, the increasing amount of international students to cater for those students, we, we need to create that role. Um, and I think, I do think it, it's a requirement and I think it would feel, it would make international students who come here to Queen's, you know, they're, they're moving country. It can be a culture shock. It can be, you know, completely different from anything they've ever experienced. And I think having a strong, Representative, who can be their voice within their union, um, is crucial to making them feel more included and, inc- uh, make, make the university a more inclusive society.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. The second point you bring up is mental health. Yes. So, what's your plan there? What's happening if you're elected?
1: So mental health, I mean, for everyone, is just, it's it's a crisis. It's something we we just cannot ignore. Um. For example, at the beginning of this academic year, within the first two weeks, there were two suicides in the Holy Lands, do you know? Um, and what I want to say is that the environmental factors that influence negative mental health are just, they are, they are things that just have to be tackled and dealt with, right? So, um, in a survey, I think it was last year, NUS said that seventy percent of students said they worry about their mental health in the course of their university career. That is just obscene. You know, your university experience should be something you should enjoy. You shouldn't have to worry about extra financial pressures. You shouldn't have to worry about, you know, um, extra pressures from uh, maybe having to get extensions on work because, you know, you feel you're not getting enough contact time with your lecturers, all that sort of thing, right? Um, so what I want to do is just, ch- just tackle these factors. We all know what it's like to be living in, for example, a cold, damp student house, you know, where you're paying rent every week. You're paying heating you're maybe paying wi-fi electricity uh buying your food and um, having to pay your phone contract you know financial pressure like that put huge pressures on students and especially again if i can go back to international students right if they're living let's say in a house with three people two people are from ireland the international student obviously isn't um the the two uh, local pupils might, or local students might go home at the weekends mm-hmm. the international student is left in the house on their own over the weekend now obviously they might have other friends um around the campus and around belfast but it is not a nice feeling to be sitting in a student house on your own you know um, dark as i said dark cold damp gloomy you know environmental factors are huge in mental health and what actually um one thing i would love to roll out is um, in the northern trust um gps have recently started something called a partnership project so what, what that basically is, is that every GP and every surgery is paired with a specialized trained mental health specialist. They, they, they call it a mental health specialist, right? So if someone comes to their GP and says they have depression or they're feeling suicidal and, you know, not every GP, although they are obviously trained to um, maybe diagnose drugs if need be or, you know, uh, offer other ways of counselling, they might not be um, best equipped to deal with that person or with the issues that that person is, is currently maybe suffering with. So they refer the person on to the mental health specialist. I would love to roll out a similar scheme for our full-time sabbatical officers because the mental health crisis in Belfast, in Ireland, in the north of Ireland is just, its it needs to be dealt with. It's just, you know, and, and we need to just break the stigma around talking about your mental health. We need to open up, talk to each other, realise that, you know, we can be a supportive network to each other as students.
0: So you would you say that this campaign is pushing more towards awareness or to action
1: i oh think i think it's it's crucial with mental health it has to be a two-pronged approach so you have to have both awareness and action so i mentioned in my manifesto about introducing um, the likes of awareness weeks okay but what i what i don't want to happen is that for an awareness week to overshadow the full problem right so i don't want to try and if you like kind of dull down mental health into one week because that's not possible mental health needs to be something i mentioned about breaking the stigma it needs to be something that we feel comfortable talking about and i know it's difficult and i understand it's difficult and i have struggled in the past with my own mental health and i know a lot of people have too um but it's something that we need to feel comfortable talking about Um, so in terms of awareness or action um i think definitely a two-pronged approach we need to take action in terms of tackling um you know student housing tackling uh extra financial pressures uh tackling maybe pressures of deadlines you know maybe the the, uh, the academic year can be restructured um, you know, and and to punch of deadlines that's something you'll have to talk to the education officer about. Um, but as well as that, awareness is key. The awareness that it is okay to not feel okay. You know, like everyone, th- there is not a single person in the world who goes through their whole life feeling on top of the world the whole time. Yeah. And to be honest, you would nearly say you'd be more if so, you, you would be more worried if someone went through their entire life feeling like that. You know, everyone has their highs and lows.
0: So you mentioned already a lot financial mm-hmm. pressure. And one of your key issues is um, affordable university mm-hmm. and so you're talking about additional fees like the PC yes. and graduation yes. why is that so important mm-hmm. to you?
1: So basically um, students as I mentioned before feel particularly let down I mean we pay thousands of pounds a year if you're an international student you can pay tens of thousands of pounds a year our vice-chancellor is earning three hundred thousand pounds a year and senior management are getting pay rises you know the strike's on at the minute That's as a result of a pay rise for them and a pay cut for staff. Our university is run like a business. We we genuinely are being treated as commodities, as a means to an end, right? I, myself, feel completely let down that we have been paying thousands of pounds a year and by the time we get to our graduation, you know, something we should be celebrating, be incredibly proud of, we have to pay to go to that. You have to pay even if you're not going. You have to pay ten pounds. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean... (laughs) it's it's absolutely ridiculous and in terms of things like library fines um what i would like to focus in on is really so if you take a book out in the uh, on the libra- uh, in the library and it might be a long-term loan um but someone might request it back in which you have to bring it back i think within three or four days it varies depending on the length of the loan and that might not be possible you know like it happened to me before christmas uh we had an essay to do i took out a book for a long-term loan we broke up for christmas and um, we had no teachers on week 12 someone requested the book and um, i couldn't bring it back in time i was at home i was working i had other things going on i thought i had maybe three weeks to bring it back it turns out i only had three days and they ended up having a fine Do you know it's these extra little financial financial um pressures these hidden costs as people say that just add up and they just they pile down on top of students and it's one thing after another and you're worried about one thing after another and it's just something that need, they just need to go
0: so you're mentioning the the vice Chancellor's mm-hmm. salary mm-hmm. but um you must have a plan to combat this because surely queens is going to put up a fight about absolutely
1: this. yeah absolutely so what what i would love to show to the vice chancellor and senior management if i'm elected is um that you know students and staff as we have shown during the strikes, students and staff are united together you know in this this struggle for just respect and parity and equality within the university right we re- we make up the university, the vice chancellor and the senior manager can think whatever they like. But if the students weren't here and if the lecturers weren't here, there would be no Queens. They would have the building, but the building is a building, the university is the people. The university is the students and the university is up, like, we are, we are the university, you know. So that kind of show of solidarity and strength is what we need um, to combat this. I mean, 300,000 pounds a year, it's obscene. It is obscene. It's, it's more than government ministers and world leaders are paid per year. It's absolutely ridiculous. And obviously that's not taking into account things like travel expenses, uh, maybe, you know, work computers, extra expenses like that. So I, the, the vice chancellor and the university are, of course, going to put up a fight, as they always do. Um, but the beauty of the Students' Union and the beauty of the student movement is that we have the power to push back. We have, we have a voice and we have a voice that people listen to you know people respect the student movement people respect the power of students to effect change
0: and then the next and sort of final point I think in Mm -hmm. your manifesto is the environment Mm -hmm. and you say it's hugely important to you you've done a lot about yes why don't you tell the listeners a little about what you've done and what you're planning to do yeah
1: so I've been active in the in the climate action group this year and so along with I mean fantastic other people um in the group I mean, it's, it's it's a fantastic it really is a really really good group and you know if, you, if you're if you listening and you want to get involved like go for it I would absolutely encourage it so the main um focus before Christmas and after Christmas right kind of was uh, campaigning for the Green New Deal referendum so the Green New Deal was um the referendum was put the students to accept this Green New Deal that had been drawn up and it was to bring Queen's into line with the UN points on Dealing with the climate emergency. So, Queens are investing millions of pounds per year into fossil fuel companies just without heed for the obviously the hugely damaging effects it's having. And um, it's all part of this kind of increased globalization that Queens are wanting to do, but you know, it's hugely detrimental to the students, to the environment, to their staff, and to all the things that they should be caring about that they're not. And um, so, I worked with the Climate Action Group as part of the Climate Action Group um, in campaigning for that referendum, which was successful, I think, with a 92%. Um, yes vote which was just it was amazing it was i think it was the biggest vote in history um of the university uh, in a student referendum um in favor of um and now you know if i'm elected um it is important i just to see that through to continue on the great work that's been done this year by the likes of ellen ferran um who has really been leading the the climate action group um and just bring queens into line with the, the rest of the world we've seen it all year you know like the likes of Greta Thunberg, the likes of um I mean David Attenborough has been preaching it for years you know mm-hmm. this is this is not climate change this is a climate emergency. Queen's have to declare a climate emergency like the students' Union have and realize that you know that is the be-all and end-all you know in, in 50 years time what 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 is our planet going to look like you know there'll be cities underwater there could be towns underwater we need to address this and deal with it now.
0: So if uh, as we're coming to a close, if you could mm-hmm. like sum up your manifesto yep. and tell the student body why you believe you're the person that's right for this okay. job.
1: Um so basically I really I I um you know it's it's easy to get very emotional when talking about, you know, students in elections. Everyone running is incredibly passionate and they really believe in their message. But I do have a message, the overarching message of my whole campaign is that change is possible. Change can be done. But we cannot change this union and this university on our, on our own. We have to do it together. We have to be willing to change this university for the better. We have to be willing to um, implement the likes of bilingual signage, um, language rights, um, proper mental health provisions for students, just to create a university that students can just afford to attend. Like that seems like the most basic thing, but it's just crucial. Um, and obviously then that, that um, that kind of all ties in with mental health and extra pressures and then obviously the environmental crisis which I think this is so important that students have to be leaders, not just in the union and university but citywide, countrywide and globally. Students are the leaders of that movement. Um, so yeah, I, I'm running really on a platform of change. I want this university to change.
0: So thank you for listening to today's interview. Be sure to vote on the twenty-fourth and the twenty-fifth of February. And if you like what you heard, be sure to give us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at QR the Scoop. And you can keep track of our coverage on the of the election on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you'd listen to a podcast. I've been your host, Bee Holland. Thank you, Aiden, and thank you for listening.